2: And welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is February 7th. It is 2024. We have a seven-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my buddy, Keith Eister, Eyes 819 Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too
3: much. Uh, just sweating some games here um, on this Tuesday night as we re- record. We were uh, tilting a little bit pregame about uh, Shingun. Having the uh, squad ride streak come to an end, it was an awesome run there, 10 in a row uh, for Alex Turner, picking bets. Unfortunately, Shangoon fell short for us on
2: uh, Tuesday
3: night, but we're going to jump right back in there and start up another streak today.
2: Yeah, way to pour salt in the wound. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who recommended the bet <laughs> that failed. Um, I, I don't know that person. Uh, hey, that's me. I feel terrible. um alex an had awesome spot
3: a... for Shingun. Oh, I know. Uh, just, and like like –
2: I would bet him against the Pacers at 32 and a half every time. And like, you know, we saw big games from a couple other people. That's NBA. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you can have an amazing spot. It's baseball. It's football. You can have amazing spots and you know, that's the human aspect of sports. So yeah, sucks. I hate it. I hate (laughs) to be the person that like ruined the streak. Um, That was, that was brutal, but uh, glad to glad to see Alex get 10 in a row. It was an, an insane streak. If you haven't already, get over there in the RG Discord. A lot of the channels are free. The Squad Rides channel is free. We post one of the scores and odds um, people post every day. So, And if you keep winning, you keep going. Like we just said, Alex had 10 in a row. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can... Keep it get another get another one going. We need another streak. Ten more. Um Grant got nominated in the Slack channel, so he's on it tomorrow. So let's see how Grant does for if he can keep it rolling. But good good
3: guy to get us right back on track for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean I would've I would have uh if I was Alex, I would have picked somebody that was like really cold and then could have lost and then re nominated Alex and Alex could have just <laughs> kept it running. But uh yeah, um, good call.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no i'm kidding i hope grant goes 10 days and um yeah so hope everyone's having a fantastic night here on tuesday in youtube what's up youtube if you haven't already hit the subscribe button help us out rotor grinders morning grind youtube i have my light off um i'm so ashamed that i ruined the squad pick cleveland at washington seven game slate let's kick it off here 234 and a half total cleveland's an 11 point favorite no jerome no Thompson for Cleveland. No Bagley. No Livers for Washington. Start here with Cleveland. Phenomenal spot. Washington's one of the worst defensive teams. They play at one of the fastest pace in the NBA. This is a huge pace up spot for Cleveland. Cleveland plays. I wouldn't say they're like they're like borderline bottom ten. They're like nineteenth to twenty second in that range most nights, um, depending on you know where we're at. But this is a huge pace up spot. Washington plays at the fastest pace in the NBA. I mean, Mitchell, he's expensive. Great spot. Allen, this is a, a rebounder's dream. I could see Allen absolutely smashing here. I've been talking about Mobley a lot. Saw his minutes increase to 28 the other night. Um, love to see that. His rebounding is eventually going to hurt Allen. What are we doing here with Cleveland? The price is kind of appropriate. Talked about Max Struess against Sacramento the other night. Just, again, You can't go wrong with shooters against Sacramento. He hit six threes against them the other night. Um, What are we doing, Cleveland, Keith?
3: Yeah, nice call on Struess there. Uh, Cleveland's a really tough team to figure out right now. It's an awesome matchup, as you said, um, and we definitely want to have some exposure here. But with Mobley and Garland's minutes, restrictions getting looser and looser, but them still not being full, it makes it. Pretty complicated here. Um, I don't know if they get a bump from those 28 minutes. You could see something like 30, 32 from them, possibly. So pretty close to full for Garland and Mo- Mobley. But I just we're not getting that that good of a discount on them. Where I'm not positive we're getting 30 minutes. So I don't think I want to go that route. Allen is the one that that I'm leaning towards just because of the matchup against Washington. They give up a ton of rebounds. Uh fat up up tempo game. So Allen being a severe discount from Mitchell has me leaning in that direction. Uh, like you said, Mobley could could play 30-32 minutes here and potentially impact Allen's ceiling. Um, but I still feel pretty good about Allen regardless, just because it's a, a fantastic matchup. Uh Mitchell is certainly fine as well. Garland does his impact his usage a little bit, kind of in the same way. Mobley impacts Allen's rebounding, but Certainly, one of these guys is going to find a ceiling in this awesome matchup. Um, it's Allen over Mitchell for me, but I, I don't think you're doing it wrong either way. Probably can't get the Garland or Mobley yet. Um, I think you can go back to Struess or even a guy like Lavert, just because Cleveland should score a bunch of points in this spot here against a, a really bad Washington defense.
2: Yeah, we talked about this the other day with Mobley. They have been doing these like five minute like stints with him. Well, it was extended like six minutes the other night uh, against Sacramento. We saw him play six minutes, come back and play the last two minutes when Allen checked out, then ended up playing like five minutes into the second quarter. Allen came back um, when that happened. So they haven't been on the court a ton together. Like they're, they're going to eventually play on the court a lot more together. But right now with this, like how they're using Mobley, they're not playing a ton, so I still have a lot of interest in Allen. I think like Moby's price now at nine at seventy one hundred, it's starting to get up there. I still think like there's some there's some meat left on the bone, as my good buddy Will Priester would like to say, because he's just he's playing with that second unit a lot. It's the same thing we talked about the other night. He's playing with the second unit a lot, man. I think you could take shots on Mobley. I think you could take shots on Levert. And I think you could definitely play Allen or Mitchell if you wanted to. It's a phenomenal spot. It's a seven game slate. Let's go to the Washington side here. Flip flop, right? You know, you go from one of the best matchups to one of the matchups you don't love to target against. You know, Cleveland is the second-best defensive rating. Now Mobley's getting healthier. Garland's getting healthier. Their defense is getting stronger and stronger, it seems like, every day with the guys coming back. I don't think Bagley being out matters enough for me here. I just, as much as I like the Cleveland side, I don't think I necessarily have to play anything from the Washington side in this game. Yeah, Washington's a tough team
3: to play in DFS anyway because they don't necessarily run their guys out there a ton. Uh, They generally keep, even guys like Kuzma, um, Poole, obvious, like they're generally in that like 30 to 32 minute range rather than being up in that like 35, 36 that we would prefer. You will see Kuzma touch that range every once in a while. So I think he would be the guy I, i look to, but really difficult matchup here against Cleveland. Gafford would be the guy. I think he has really solid minutes in this spot because of Bagley being out, but you have Allen on the other side and now Mobley getting healthier as well. So really tough spot for Gafford don't think i'm doing that today i think it's just kuzma is basically the only one i have interest in here and that's and that's mild interest at best
2: yeah i mean kuzma and two matchups against cleveland this year has just been absolutely shut down um so just be uh, like my problem is like the matchup's just not great this game could get ugly we have a couple games on this slate that could get ugly this is definitely one of them potentially limits the upside on some of the Cleveland guys. If you're playing some Cleveland guys, and you want to run it back. I don't even know who I'd recommend. Like I just, there's nobody that I absolutely love on this team. That's why I said, this is just one of those teams that I just don't have a ton of interest in right now. It reminds me, it reminds me so much of San Antonio last year. I, I know I said that all the time, but it's just hard to play any of these guys. We got Toronto at Charlotte, 224 and a half total here. Toronto is a six and a half point favorite Porter's questionable. Ball is out. Williams is out. Hayward, Martin, and Nick Lakina questionable. So Gordon Hayward getting close to returning here. We'll pay attention to that news, whether or not he's going to give it a go or not. Trent's probable on Toronto. So Porter, only anybody, only person on the list here. Let's talk Toronto. I mean, they they just were gassed the other night against New Orleans. You know, I don't know how much if you watched any of that game. They were gassed. Um, it was a bad, bad back to back for them. What are we looking at here going into this fantastic matchup against Charlotte?
3: Yeah, um, so Barrett was out in that that last game. He is back for this one. Um, I think you could certainly take looks at R.J. Barrett at 6,900. The role has been really solid. He's been doing a crazy amount of rebounding since coming over to uh, Toronto. Chief is the one that actually put me on that. I, I was subbing for you on, on a podcast one time, and uh, Chief pointed out R- R.J. Barrett's rebound rate since coming to Toronto. That still looks really good. Uh, Jakob Pertle is back. He's only fifty nine hundred, and he's like his minutes have looked really good. It's an awesome matchup for big men against Charlotte. So Purtle at fifty nine hundred, I I'm definitely interested in. Quickly a little bit expensive for me. I mean, you can certainly target him because of the matchup, but I definitely prefer Barrett and Purtle, and kind of the same with Scotty Barnes, um, just being up there at eighty seven hundred. Quickly being there is handling the ball more. So we just haven't seen quite the same ceiling from Scotty Barnes recently as we saw to begin the season. Uh, But Barrett and Pirtle, I think, very much in play. I'll take a couple of shots on quickly. I I probably leave Barnes on the bench on this one,
2: Um,
3: but he's a guy who can always get there. So I I don't hate it if, if somebody's into Barnes.
2: Jakob, I, I like yeah. Jakob. I like that call. I think this is a. I mean, bigs against Charlotte. I'm not going to change my stance on this. Um, I've been on this for three years. It's not changing. I uh, love the point about Barrett's rebounding rate. I already had interest in him. I mean, it bumps up a little bit with the rebounding as well because Charlotte's just a such a terrible rebounding team, like bad bottom five rebounding team. So I think Barrett and Jakob Bottom would be my two favorites here. I don't think I'm getting to anybody else. I think quickly is okay. I think his upside is there, but everyone's kind of healthy. The good thing about Toronto is they play their guys. You know, you know to expect out of Toronto each and every night, as far as minutes on the Charlotte side, no ball, no Williams still Hayward potentially back Martin, potentially back. I don't think it matters for Brandon Miller. Um, (laughs) he has scored at least 28 actual points in four of his last five games. The dude is absolutely balling out with Lamelo out and they don't, they just don't want to make him make K. Um, so, I mean, I'm not changing it. I, I want to keep playing Brandon Miller. I, I know I've been talking about him a lot lately, but I mean, the shot attempts, they're just letting him go out and shoot. And Toronto is not a bad defensive team by any means, but I mean, this is a spot where he can stay hot they're not a top 10 defense or anything. I think they're like 20th in defensive rating. So I think we continue to play Miller and then the rest would kind of depend on like, does Hayward and Martin play? Are they both out again? You know, if those guys are out, do we take shots on Ish Smith who just doesn't get the job done? I think it's Miller for me, maybe a little bit of PJ Washington. If some of these other guys get rolled out. Yeah, I
3: love the Brandon Miller call. I'm right there with you on him. He's just been incredible recently. Usage rate is way up without LaMelo. Uh, so he is not quite priced high enough. Uh, that's my first target as well. Miles Bridges, another guy who's been playing pretty solid. I do think Gordon Hayward coming back might impact him a little bit. I assume Hayward would be on some somewhat of a minutes restriction. It seems like it's been, what, two months since we've seen him. Or something like that. Uh, It's been a long time for Gordon Hayward. So I can't imagine that he would come back and play like 32 minutes right off the bat. I think you're going to see something in the mid 20s from Gordon Hayward if he is able to play in this game. Uh, So Miles Bridge is still in play, but I think uh, Hayward affects him more than he does Miller. Um, The the rest, yeah. Really
2: quick, though, Keith, I just wanted to point out like Hayward is on the top of like a buyout trade situation, too. So like, there's no way they're going to run Hayward out for 30 minutes after being out for a long time. Like he is at the top of the list as far as like getting moved from Charlotte. So uh, I just wanted to make that point really quick when you are talking about, it. I remembered it when you were talking.
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Good call. Um, I think the Cody Martin situation does matter a little bit um, just to, t- for some cheap value. Smith, like you said, the price is up to 4,300 now. I don't I just. I don't know if he's going to be chalky if with Martin out. I don't think that I would love that that price tag. Um, have been chasing the Nick Smith Junior game in the games that Martin has been out as well, and he just hasn't continue. Like, he hasn't gotten there. Saw Leaky Black jump into the starting lineup. He wasn't really a true starter. He only played 16 minutes to, despite grabbing the start. So, like the Cody Martin situation, I just hope he plays because I don't want to try to find out. Who's gonna Who's gonna go off between Ish and and Nick Smith and even a guy like McGowan's played okay off the bench, last game. But Charlotte value does not feel very good. Just give me Brandon Miller. Uh, I, he's the guy that I trust the most. I'll take a, look, a few shots on on Miles Bridges also, regardless of of what happens with Hayward.
2: If Martin plays, do we have interest in Martin? Or are we still a little concerned about the minutes? Forty eight hundred. I mean, I
3: th- I think he could play 28, 30 minutes in this spot. Um, yeah. I don't hate it. I, I do like this, this matchup against Toronto quite a bit. They're just, they're not the same defensive team since they, they made those two trades. So I do have interest in Cody Martin if he plays.
2: All right, moving on. We got Atlanta at Boston, 243 and a half total here, Boston, 11 and a half point favorite Capella out again for Atlanta drew questionable for Boston. I mean, all the talk was a congo the other day and Keith, honestly, it, it wasn't even like he, he played bad. He just didn't rebound. Um, I, I mean, he shot 8 for 10 from the field, and he had 18 points. He was very efficient from the field, played 34 minutes. He didn't rebound against the Clippers. Had you told me that congo was going to play 34 minutes and the game was going to be <laughs> 144, 149, I would have told you, sign me up. So it's just it's so tough because you're like, all right, we got exactly what we were kind of hoping for with Capello out. Boston's a tough matchup by every metric. I mean, they're a great rebounding team. They're a great defensive team. Every metric, they're tough. What are we doing here with the Kongwu? What are we doing here with Atlanta? Tough matchup, but, I mean, no Capella definitely matters.
3: Yeah, no no Capella definitely matters. I think the 34 minutes there is is exactly what we wanted to see. Um, I believe he's played at least 30 minutes in every game that he has started for Capella this season uh and he's been close to a fantasy point per minute in in these spots so i still think that there's plenty of room here even in a tough matchup for us to go right back to a convo. the price tag is up a little bit uh he was 5100 in that matchup against the clippers he's up to 5700 i still think that that he's very much in play though um like if, if you do 30 minutes and a fantasy point per minute 30 fantasy points i think we're we're interested in that for 5700 uh, so going right back to the Okongwu, well, paying up for Trey Young is is difficult in a tough matchup. Um, he can find a ceiling in any matchup, but I just I don't think I'll be chasing that here against Boston. Would probably rather save some money with somebody like Jalen Johnson, um, but I don't have a ton of interest in spending up for for Atlanta guys. Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, even Jalen Johnson is, is mild interest. So Okongwu is probably how I get my Atlanta exposure here.
2: Yeah, I don't think we want to play or chase DeAndre Hunters like m- monster game the other night. He just shot absolutely through the roof in that game against the Clippers. I know he had a big big fantasy day, but I don't think I want to chase that. I think it's a Kongwu for me. I don't think it's Johnson. If anything, it might be one of those spots you can pay up to be contrarian and play Trey Young. I mean, I don't think Trey Young's gonna have any ownership here at ninety one hundred. Boston side, fantastic matchup. Atlanta is one of the top teams in the NBA to target. We talk about it all the time. Um, Tatum, Brown, Porzingis. If Drew Holiday misses this game, Derek White is very underpriced with no Drew. Um, So we'll be paying attention to that situation. Also, if Drew sits, Pritchard's 3,500 going up against Atlanta. Probably gets a little bit of garbage time run if this game does get out of hand a little bit. So I think we're looking at him. So Drew Holiday matters. I don't think it matters for Brown and Tatum. I think they both have a lot of upside in this matchup. It's a phenomenal matchup for both of these guys. It's pick your poison. Um, get 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 the person right that's going to have the big game. And I mean, I think it could be either one of them. I always lean Tatum just because he can fill up the stat sheet more, but you're also paying more for him.
3: Yeah, I mean, f- picking which one of Tatum and, and Brown is going off in a given game is, is always a difficult task. Um, I'm with you. I'm I'm generally on the Tatum side of that, uh, despite the the price difference. I just think the the ceiling is a little bit higher for Tatum. Um, I, Porzingis is in play too, especially if Drew sits like 7,500. I I'll, I'll play some Porzingis in an awesome matchup. Um, and then D- I totally agree with the Derek White thing. If if Holiday is out, he is way underpriced. We probably see somebody like Horford step into the starting lineup, who is much lower usage than a guy like Drew, Drew Holiday. Also, uh, White's assist rate would be would go in the right direction in that situation. Um, so, love the Derek White call. Love the Pritchard call as well. Um, always a guy who produces when he sees the minutes. It's just whether he can see twenty-two minutes or not. Um, he's only thirty-five hundred, and without Drew Holiday, I think he'd be in that like twenty-minute range. Uh, and very playable if the game gets out of hand we know Pritchard can get some blowout run as well so really like that call Um, yeah I don't think I have anything else to say Tatum versus Brown is always a tough one
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data
2: I mean, like I said, I, I think Tatum is always the guy that has the higher ceiling. He just takes over games and he he's a guy that can like triple double on any given night. And like Jalen Brown can score 40 actual points on any given night. So and he has been someone. His assist rate and rebounding rate has been a lot higher recently, too. So pick your poison. I may mean, could he be either one of those guys. So uh Golden State at Philadelphia Two thirty-seven and a half. and a half golden state, a one and a half point favorite here. Draymond questionable. Paul and Peyton remain out on the Philadelphia side, Batum and bead Covington Melton all out. We'll go golden state first in this one. Uh, Draymond would matter for me for sure. Um, I mean, Kaminga has been playing great. I, I like nice. where Kaminga is at right now. I don't know if I want to necessarily pay up for Steph. Podzi's price is kind of caught up. Um, Sarge should play so it just kind of depends on like Draymond for me if I want to get maybe some exposure to Sarge Uh, but I really like Kaminga he's just been playing phenomenal and the minutes have been so good ever since they like had their little powwow him and Steve Kerr so um, I I think Kaminga is the person I want to play the most here from Golden State
3: yeah I'm with you on the Kaminga stuff Um, I have more interest in Podzemski than you do I think um the role has just been incredible the price is coming up no doubt but he he's been doing a little bit of everything um he had he's been grabbing a lot of rebounds um randomly he has double digit rebounds in the last two games and he had double digit assists in the the game before that so like he's he's just an active guy when he's out there i still think six thousand is a fair price tag for for pods um matchup against philly is better than it was when Embiid was on the floor as well so um, don't run away because you see Philly on the other side. Their defense has really struggled since Embiid uh, has been injured. Um, I think it's over for for guys like Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. I, I have no interest there. Um, and I agree with you. If if Draymond is out, I would have a, a lot of
2: interest in Sarge. Uh, going to the Philadelphia side, I mean, we keep playing this like, hey, Maxi should benefit from Embiid being off the floor, and Maxi. Still has like that 60 point ceiling, but Tobias has been the guy that has been like very consistently good with Embiid off the floor. I think I want to play Tobias at the discount over Maxi, considering like the other players that we have in this price range. Ubre's price is kind of caught up, Paul Reed's price is kind of caught up, so I don't necessarily love them. Large field tournaments, I think you could potentially take some shots on like Mo Bamba. Because I do think like he's someone that can like score two fantasy points per minute, Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris, whichever one it is. Um, I can never keep track where where which one is at, but I, I think you could take shots on Morris at forty three hundred. But I really think Tobias is my main target here from Philly.
3: Yeah, I mean, we throughout Tobias's career, he's always done really well uh, through his throughout his Philly career. Whenever Embiid is off the floor, um, he always picks up his scoring, and that is carried over uh, in, in this recent stretch here of injury, I think Maxi has the higher ceiling, but we often think of Tobias as just like a safe type of play. I think he has a a pretty big ceiling. The ceiling is real without Embiid just because he, he takes so many more shots. So I'm, I'm on board with Tobias Harris, even at 7,700. Uh, we know the minutes are going to be there. uh, It's a nice matchup here against Golden State. Paul Reed is is really interesting to me. He's played the last two games through an illness. Um, he's only played 22 minutes and 15 minutes. I have no idea whether he's completely over that illness or not, um, but if he could play 30 minutes in this spot, I think he still has enough juice to pay off 6,200. I don't think anybody's going to play him to, because of what we've seen uh, the last two games, just the, the minutes being limited, um, but that's only because of an illness. I think when once he's back to full health, we're going to see like 28 to 30 minutes from Paul Reed uh so I
2: do have some slight interest there, especially if he's gonna be like five percent owned. All right, moving on. We got San Antonio at Miami, two twenty-three and a half total, eight point favorite for the Heat. Miami's on the second end of a back to back. We'll see if anybody sits for them. Bassie out for San Antonio. Uh let's start here with San Antonio. Tough matchup going up against Miami. I really think this is just one of those scenarios. It's it's Wimby or nobody else here. Um Vassell has been okay at sixty seven hundred. I mean, tough matchup for him. Tough matchup for like Keldon. Maybe you could potentially take shots on those guys, but I mean, it's probably Wemby or nothing for me here.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. Um, it's really tough to to play San Antonio, um, especially in a tough matchup against Miami. So uh, Wemby is just a fifty point fantasy fifty fantasy point machine. He seems to do it every single night. So as long as that price hovers around 9K, I have interest. I don't think matchup is a huge concern for him. Um, the minutes have been in that 28 to 30 range for at least a week, two weeks now. Um, so I think the days of 25-minute restrictions are are long gone. If we can get 30 minutes out of Wemby, I'm not scared to play him, uh, even in tough matchups. So I think I, I would just go there um, and just leave the rest of the Spurs on the bench today.
2: Miami second in the back-to-back they beat up on my magic um quite a bit. I think they beat us by 26. Uh what are we looking at here with Miami, good matchup going up against San Antonio. Heat have been I mean they've been okay consistently like Richardson's been doing a lot off the bench for them recently still kind of figuring out what to do with like Rogier and Butler and those guys, but like Butler's assist rate continues to climb. Rogier had a good game against the magic where he was on a lot of assists. Um, What are we doing with the heat in this great matchup against San Antonio?
3: Yeah, I've struggled to figure out the heat with this Rozier addition. Um, I figured it would hurt guys like hero and Butler a, a ton, um, but that's really not been the case from Butler. Um, uh, was asked about Butler on crunch time and said I wasn't playing him on Tuesday night. And he absolutely, he had a phenomenal game. Uh, You mentioned the assist, uh, eight rebounds, eight assists. So those peripheral stats continue to tick up. I think I need to be taking a harder look at at Jimmy Butler nowadays, especially while this price is still under 8K. I think that's my first lean here. Um, I don't love it that it's a back-to-back for these guys, uh, but like Hero, I'm not certain about the minutes. Uh, He saw just 26 minutes. In that, and I know he was returning. Like he was dealing with a migraine and missed a game there. um I, don't, I just don't feel comfortable enough with Rogier's role in this offense. Bam's dealing with Wemby on the other side, so I think it's Jimmy Butler here for me. And, and Butler is not generally a guy that I like. I like to
1: play. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash blue wire. That's harrys.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
2: Yeah, I don't don't typically love playing Butler either. Um, Highsmith played like three minutes against the Magic. Martin ended up drawing um, the start. So, I mean, potentially pay attention to that. Duncan Robinson came back and Highsmith's minutes were kind of... I just... I do really like the role for Richardson off the bench at 4100 if you're looking for like a large field tournament like value play his usage and shots have been fantastic Robinson came back after the concussion and he still saw a decent amount of run against the Magic his minutes were down but it was still 27 minutes so I just like the role I wish he'd shoot more but I, I think you could potentially take some shots on Richardson <sighs> Miami's tough. They're a tough team to, to target here. All right. We go. This is, I mean, okay. DraftKings and FanDuel have been taking off the late games and leaving them off and then putting them on and leaving them <laughs> off. We have we have five games at 7 and 7.30, and then we go all the way to 10 o'clock to finish out the slate with these last two games. So should be interesting. Late swap, always a way to get different on a slate like this. We got uh, Detroit at Sacramento, 243.5 total here. Sacramento is a 12.5-point favorite. Bojan and Cade are both questionable. Stewart's out. Sacramento is good to go. Detroit, I love – I mean, I love shooters against Sacramento, but tell me who you feel confident with as a shooter for Detroit. Yeah, there are not a lot of great options.
3: I would say Bojan is probably the best option, but he has that questionable tag, so – not even sure that he's gonna gonna suit up here. Um, I don't feel confident that that Cade's gonna take or make a bunch of threes, um, and he has a questionable tag as well. Um, outside of him, and maybe somebody like Alec Burks could be in play in the spot, um, especially if Bo- Bojan sits. Um, maybe we could take some shots on Alec Burks, but Detroit's always a tough team to figure out. Duran has a tough matchup. Um, I don't like. In games against Sacramento, I like to target, um, like, it seems to be an up-tempo game. I like to target guards. So Ivy, I think, would be my first look here. Um, the minutes have been really solid recently, has shown a little bit of a ceiling. I think the Cade and Bojan questionable tags do matter because Detroit could end up being, we could have some value here on Detroit if both of them end up sitting. Um, Burks, I think, would be the guy I look to. Uh, Asar Thompson could find himself a bigger role in in that situation. I think he's kind of in play anyway at just 4,400. Um, but I don't know. Detroit's a, a tough rotation to, to figure out. And it, it obviously depends on on the injury tags as well, the news that we get here. So right now I'm going to lean Ivy as, as the safest, most confident play. Somebody I'll, I'll certainly have exposure to, but I think I could end up on a guy like like Alec Burks or Asar Thompson as well.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, Burks, if Cunningham sits sure. If Cunningham plays, do we just play him. Maybe. Like, yeah, I mean, is this a spot? Cade has a big game. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that could be a way to approach this. Is just saying, hey, if Cade plays, we're playing Cade. I mean, I, I could definitely see doing that. Like, if Bogdanovich sits, maybe we take some shots on Gallinari at three point four k, but. I don't know. I gosh, Detroit. This is a perfect opportunity though, if you are behind on the early slates to late late swap. Because it Detroit, there's nothing secure about Detroit. Yeah. And I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be on some of this New Orleans LA game. Like, you know, there's Harden, there's Kawhi. These guys have been smashing. So we'll talk about that in a second. Let's go to Sacramento here. Sabona should eat in this game. I mean, he put up 77 fantasy points against Detroit earlier this year. He should eat in this game. Um, They have nobody to stop him. He should crush. Do you want to pay 10-1 for him? Maybe. I mean, do I want to see what his ownership is? Sure, but Sabonis should absolutely crush Detroit in this game.
3: Yeah, he absolutely should, and I think 10-1 is a fair price tag. Um, You definitely need Detroit to keep the game close. Um, but like Sabonis can get 60. We've seen him do it plenty of times. Uh, so 10-1, I think is a fair price tag. I think I would want to run that back with somebody on Detroit just because that's like, he, he needs to play full minutes to get to 60 fantasy points. Uh, but he, he's definitely capable. Um, the, the rest of the, of Sacramento, like Fox has just been so inconsistent recently. I don't think I'm chasing him, even though it's a, a really good spot for him as well. Um, I have some interest in Malik Monk, and I know the, the minutes are inconsistent. He was playing low 20s for a, a while there while Herder was playing really well. They seem to have backed off Herder a little bit. Um, and I think this is kind of where they should like in their rotation, Herder should land in like that 30-minute range, and Monk's gonna see like 26 to 28. Um, Monk is the, the better producer on a night tonight, but he says, in my opinion, so. I think taking some shots on Monk, he could get a little bit of extra run if if this do, game does get out of hand. Um, he's just a guy that can score in bunches. He can add some assists as well. So I like Malik Monk. Um, I don't think I'm tracing anything else. Like Harry Barnes had a couple of good games there. I'm definitely not doing that. Um, Keegan Murray, don't feel great about him in this spot either. So I think it's the bonus and Monk are, are my main two.
2: So I, have a, I when I was looking for the morning grind like game and like looking at my props and stuff for the game, Sabonis' point props stood out to me, and I was just interested to hear your thoughts. Like It's 19 and a half, and I know he hasn't done that a lot lately, but some of the matchups he's had recently, Cleveland, Chicago, Miami... I feel like this is a spot we take advantage of him having some bad matchups here recently and take the over on nineteen and a half. Um that was my first lane. He scored thirty-seven against Detroit earlier this year in a 131-110 game in Detroit. This game's at home. You're a little worried about blowout, but it, I mean, how much does he have if the game is out of hand? So just interested to hear your thoughts on nineteen and a half versus a bonus point prop.
3: Yeah, I, I think I like that. Um I do lean over on that spot um like you mentioned the matchups there recently i like he had 26 and a good matchup against indiana uh got 20 against memphis so 19 and a half seems like
2: a point or two too low um i agree i I like the over there it's just i mean again i bet it because i was i feel like it's low but i just was curious to hear your thoughts like Hey, did I make the right decision?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I'm on the same page as you there. Sure.
2: Uh, Gunshy after Sangoon, man. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans at LA taking on the Clippers uh, is where we finish it out here 234 and a half total. Clippers a six and a half point favorite. Marshall and Zion both questionable. Clippers good to go. Pelican side of this game, I mean, obviously we'll wait on whether or not zion sits or plays here he played the other night only played 22 minutes bi had a monster game um just an absolute beast game from brandon ingram we talked about him on the podcast the other day just a a phenomenal game do we go back to ingram here lance or nance is back so i think we're off of Valentinus. i think you can only play Valentinus when nance is out what are we looking at here with the pelicans
3: yeah, I think Ingram is the guy I would go back to. Uh, shout out to Squirrel; he took down a, I think he took down the main uh, DraftKings tournament with uh, Brandon Ingram in his lineup, and he had written him up. He was on uh, Ingram against Toronto as well, so good call by by all of you guys. Um, he just seems to be the guy with the best ceiling. They're they're not running Zion out there for a ton of minutes. He's I don't know if he's like he's been listed questionable every day, so I don't know if it's a real injury or if it's just like a, a management thing. But it's really hard to trust Zion Williamson at this point. I have a little interest in C.J. McCollum. Uh, not a great spot against the Clippers here. They've they've played really good defense. Um, so I, it's mild interest in C.J. I think he's just chasing ceiling with, with Brandon Ingram. And I, I don't have a ton of interest in anybody else unless Zion sits. If Zion were to sit, it's probably Trey Murphy that jumps into the starting lineup they just have been hesitant to run him out there for 30 minutes this season. I think you see him start and play like 28 minutes in that spot. Um he's only 4500 so he'd still be in play but not the best matchup. Um I would definitely have interest in Valanchunas if Zion were to sit. I don't I can't play Valanchunas with when Zion is active. Uh just feel like the the minute ceiling is capped in that situation so Brandon Ingram is probably the only interest I have if if Zion plays Zion Zion out I have a, a little deeper interest
2: close competitive game too I mean this could be a game CJ McCollum gets like his minute kind of ceiling like we see CJ McCollum play in that like thirty five to forty minute range and like anytime that he's getting that amount of minutes if he's hot he can put up a good game and look get some rebounds and assists too so I don't necessarily hate him again it'd be Hey, I need a lead swap off of Kawhi because I'm behind and I had a dud in the first game or something along those lines. So, don't think people do that enough. I mean, if you're if you're drawn dead after the early games, do something to make your lineup different. So, yeah. Clippers side. I mean, Harden and Kawhi have been fantastic. Like each and every night, they both have sixty plus point upside. And Kawhi has just been playing phenomenal basketball. We're seeing Kawhi play. Back to healthy Kawhi days. Um, He's just, he's one of the most dominant players in the NBA. And it's just phenomenal to watch. Zubac came back the other night, only played 18 minutes against Miami. I think we need to see him play like 30 minutes before we jump back on that. I really think it's just taking shots on Harden, Kawhi. And I think I'm still off of Paul George. Um, He's just not been shooting as much. And I I think the other two are the two I want to play for the Clippers right now.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Paul George is like the minutes are not there. He I think he has like a 32 minute cap at this point. Um until he can play 34, 36 minutes again, I'm probably just going to going to leave him out of my builds. It's Kawhi and Harden who have the ceiling. I'm really not interested in anything else here. Um maybe some Norm Powell if you're if you're looking to save some money or or need a a swap to a lower owned guy. Um I think Norman Powell is is a little bit interesting. The minutes can, can vary uh, from game to game, um, but he has a, a, a pretty secure role off the bench there. Should be see, should be playing in like mid-20s minutes, but I don't know. that That's really the only other name I can throw out there. It, it's Kawhi and Harden for sure.
2: All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got today? We didn't really
3: talk about a ton of cheap stuff and they're like, um, Josh, has, Josh pointed out, there's only one player over 10 K on the entire slate and that's the bonus. So I'm not sure how often we're going to need to go down here. Certainly we're going to need some value though. Um, I have Peyton Pritchard right now. Just think that Boston could potentially blow them out. He could get some blowout run that way. Uh, Drew holiday could sit and that would be his easiest path, uh, to getting there. But 3,500 for Peyton Pritchard is, uh, I will have some Pritchard for sure.
2: Yeah, I have Richardson written down for Miami. I, I really like his role off the bench right now, getting a lot of usage, getting a lot of shots up, um, 4,100. So if I'm looking for upside at a cheap price tag, I think he kind of fits that build today. Over 8K to go under 5X, who's your bust today? This is
3: actually a very difficult question today. I, d- I don't think any of the 8K and above guys are in terrible spots. Um, yeah, I mean, like Steph, I was looking at, but he 9,500, I, I think I'm going to go with Steph. Um, just Kaminga has been doing really well for them. Like, I'm I'm not scared of the matchup against Philly. Honestly, I talked about how Philly's defense has fallen off a little bit. It's just that the Steph doesn't, he's not doing it every night. Of course, he can still go out there and make a ton of threes. Um, but 9,500, I just don't think I'm getting to Seth today.
2: There's one guy that has hit this five X number one out of his last six games. And that's Tyrese Maxey. Um, yeah. Does he have 60 plus point ceiling? Sure. All of these guys in this price point do. He's just not consistent right now. We would think he'd be more consistent with him beat off the floor. Tyrese Maxey is my bust today. Favorite six X play. Who do you got?
3: I'm going to go Brandon Miller. Uh, He's just been absolutely awesome lately. Charlotte seems to be maybe bringing back uh, Gordon Hayward. Cody Martin could return as well. I don't think it matters for Brandon Miller. He has clearly taken on a much bigger role in this offense. Dude's been shooting a ton. Usage has been awesome. Like the matchup against Toronto, a good amount as well. Give me Brandon Miller at 7,200.
2: I love that call. Um, Brandon Miller is someone that I, I love taking i i have been consistently like refreshing the hard rock app to see if we can get brandon miller point proper early, but it hasn't been posted yet um i'm gonna go tobias harris i just really it's a little bit of correlation with my bust and maxi but I, I really like tobias harris's role with Embiid beat off the floor it, it, we're getting vintage tobias harris this is a good matchup it's a, even even better matchup if draymond ends up sitting so um really like tobias harris today I think this game's going to be very competitive. Like Golden State is a one and a half point favorite in Philly, and Philly's been playing okay basketball without Embiid, so I think that this is a spot we could definitely take advantage of. I like Tobias. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got for us today? I don't
3: think anybody's playing Paul Reed, uh, just because he's been he's barely played the last two games. Uh, I would probably take some shots on him here. I like the matchup against Golden State. The price tag seems way too high for what he's done in his last two games. But, again, he's been playing with that illness. I think this is a guy that has a big ceiling without Embiid. Um, I'm going to have some Paul Reed today. I'm
2: going to go to my boy, Jakob. Jakob Bodle. I really like him today. And the fact that like he's center only typically keeps his ownership down. And the minutes have been consistent. Toronto loves playing this guy bigs against charlotte i'm i'm living on this and i'm gonna keep doing it um really like Jakob Podol today to get the job done and another thing like i might have me a little single single game parlay going once we get some lines up for this game because i like this game a lot this is definitely a stackable dfs game for me uh let's talk bets though any player props or pick and plays standing out to you on the slate one
3: that I really liked was uh, Jared Allen over 11 and a half rebounds. We talked about Mobley coming back, getting up to 28 minutes. So a little bit of risk here uh, it, with Mobley playing, but the matchup could not be any better. Awesome spot here against Washington for Jared Allen. Um, I think he goes over 11 and a half rebounds today.
2: Solid. I'm just going to tell you that, I don't know what this line is. Um, I'm going to start off by just saying that. I don't know what this line is, but it's Jonathan Kaminga over 18 and a half points. The dude has hit this nine out of his last 10 games. And this matchup, we we have one of the highest totals on the slate at 237 and and a half. And the game's a one and a half point spread. Draymond is questionable. Kaminga's role has been phenomenal. And like I said, he's hit this in nine of his last 10 games. This line is too low. I'm definitely jumping on this one early. Um, I I like Jonathan Kaminga over 18 and a half points tonight. I just think it's way too low. Um, And and like, and what do you put it at? Like, right. Like what do you put it at to kind of make it a happy medium, maybe 20 and a half. And like, we still are looking at the stats going. That's probably still too low, but yeah, I mean, I I get like the odds makers and where it's at, but I think this number, I think 18 and a half is too low. And the game that like, he didn't hit, you know, like I said, nine out of 10, he scored 16 in that game. So, I mean, I'm going to keep playing Kaminga's point prop. And I think I'm going to, I mean, I already bet this one. So (laughs) Uh, any lines out there that stood out to you on the slate?
3: Nothing that like jumped off like crazy. I was a little bit surprised to see Golden State favored on the road. I know obviously Philly playing without Embiid, but as you mentioned, they've been playing okay uh, without him, but I don't know that that one ultimately probably makes sense um yeah I mean nothing nothing really standing out to me
2: so I actually kind of like Golden State minus one um I know I said it was one and a half but I, on the hard Rockets one I think that like we're seeing Golden State start to step it up a little bit they're playing a lot better basketball here recently they just beat this team by 12 um at home so We we do the general three to five points on the roads to kind of switch. I I think I I think I'm leaning. Let's just I'm gonna fire it up right now, Keith. We're gonna fire it up. I'm gonna bet Golden State (laughs) minus one here. Um, I just I like this line. If Embiid's playing, we're we're obviously taking the Philadelphia side in this game. But Embiid makes a huge difference for sure. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. We're gonna get out of here. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. Keith, any final thoughts before we ship it off to Wednesday or Thursday? No, I don't have anything else. Thursday. Hope everyone has a fantastic day. (laughs) We'll see you again tomorrow.